The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour. I am Sharon Kleina. I chose the power of water to be important as our crusade together as we listen to the show and we work together in our research class here, uh, I call the power of water research and the education for everyone on the planet to listen and get serious about the cause. Water is life. We recently had a Nobel Prize winner on and he won for water and the molecule, the molecular ability for the molecule to have life. It's being understood throughout the world that we are in a a time of life of better education thanks to the Internet and uh, radio talk shows and the paper you're reading and the books you're reading, and we're all hungry to learn. More than ever on the planet, we are all together on this. When you get out of bed every morning and your feet touch the floor, you begin the world to live on this Earth planet together. It's a family planet. It's come together now. And we need to learn how we can discover what we, what, what is, what can we crusade nature and common sense. Let's be smarter. Do we know it all? Could we ever know enough that day? Never. I used to take home books from school to study, and I'd carry books home to study the books I was going to study. And I think that's the most exciting part of our lives on this together is mentally you have freedom, the freedom to think, the freedom to be a little smarter. If you ever think you're smart enough, you may slow down some real exciting new information. Being smarter is being smart enough to know there's so much to learn, and the planet moves with with or without us. I'm going to define where I come from with all of us living on the planet Earth and water. 97.5% of our planet is saltwater. 2.5% is only freshwater. Now, what puts the fluid of moisture in the air besides our clouds and the atmosphere is the freshwater attracting to the atmosphere. Fresh water is vital. And it is slowly getting smaller and smaller. The lakes are getting smaller. The rivers are getting smaller. The ponds And sometimes the rain doesn't come down the way we want it to. It comes down the way nature is offering it. We haven't learned enough. You need to learn that for you to be healthy, and the word healthy means you care about the gift of living here for you personally. And you will learn as uh, your life grows and enjoy aging. Earth is aged and it gets better all the time. As you age and you get better and you get wiser and smarter all the time, you'll learn that your health every day is so important to you, that drinking water is number one. And because the crisis of water on the earth has been way understood, let's make water our number one priority and focus. Then everything else will come together. I'm going to let you know before we talk to our first guest what today is. Today is when Vandenberg Air Force Base in California launched their Delta II rocket carrying NASA's newest telescope, pardon me, telescope, and it launched very smooth. Delta II rocket is going to be going around the Earth one and a half times in nine months, viewing unprecedented detail about our Earth, this planet Earth. 
Isn't that exciting? Some of the latest discovery. It launched today. Also going on in, is Copenhagen. In Copenhagen, they're talking about the climate change. And they're calling it a climate circus, but there is a lot to learn. Let's be an, uh, objective and let's see what they can teach us. They are learning, though. There are different developing countries that want to block the climate talks for economic reasons. Let's join together and see what those reasons are, and maybe we can get into the ecosystem of the balancing of it, and we can all learn together what is best for this planet as we live together as a family. But always remember, this show is going to be teaching what's happening with the water in Kenya and in Africa, different parts of Africa, not just Kenya, in California, in different parts of the world, oh, even when we learned that in Iraq, they're now getting their wetlands back. Their marshlands are coming back again, thanks to the what is the new economic developments that are going on. Today we have a very special guest. I'm very excited about this, Robert Ware. Uh, he is from Kalamazoo, Michigan. He's the author and speaker, um, and, and he's going to discuss today John McConnell and the book Peace, Justice, and the Care of the Earth and, and Earth Day. I'm really excited about this. I think you're all going to remember today. Our second guest is going to be Michael King from Ashland, Oregon, and he is one of the founders of the Vitality and Herb uh, Topics and Company and Get Us Healthy with Water, Herbs, and Knowing Something About Certain Clays of the Soil. So we're going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. The only method to moisturize the eyes all naturally. As you know, the lens of your eye covered by the tear film or water. It's the water that is the healthiness of your eye. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the supplement to replace the nature's lost moisture to the eye. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Robert Weir. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Robert, are you with us? Good morning, Sharon. Yes, I am, and I'm glad to be here. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. Um, we are honored that you could take some time and be with us. and. Uh, and you are the author and speaker um, all over the country uh, on Earth Day and what uh, what developed that and the Earth flag, I might ask or say. Uh, tell us a little bit about you personally, Robert, first, though. I want to hear about you. Well, thank you very much, uh, Sharon. And I am very much aligned with your feelings about water. I live in the Great Lakes Basin. I'm a Great Lakes sailor, where, as you know, a very large percentage of the Earth's fresh water originates and is located. And I'm a Pisces, for those who are astrologically oriented. (laughs) And I firmly believe that water is one of the uh, four core elements that we need to survive. It's one of our essential elements. So I'm delighted that you are... uh, promoting the beauty and the advocacy and the health of water so much around the earth. 
Well, you know, I want to thank you for that. Um, we, uh, I often wondered through the many, many years of where we were, uh, all of us uh, that have been get, dedicated so much of our time and energy to improving health care and, and the quality of life here and the planet. What, and, and our forefathers did a fabulous job, Robert, of so much, but they left the water behind as far as I'm concerned. we got to make it the number one priority. And so that's why I, when I was going to do my own radio talk show, I thought, you know, let's do it. And I know a lot of people wondered the power of water. Hmm, I wonder what she's going to do with that. But well, I want to sure. thank you. Um, tell welcome. us a little bit about how you got where you're at. With um, you, You're spending a lot of time, too, with the environment and earth and, and educating people. Yes, and when we talk about Earth, uh, Sharon, that includes the water, of course. Uh, sometimes when I do my talks, I talk about that which connects us. And water is the part of our planet that connects all of the land sources. Now, we live on the land, but without that water, we would uh, have a, some challenging times, or at least our ancestors would have had some challenging times getting from one continent to another. Well, that's true there. That's true. Yes. Yes. So I do speak about the earth, the environment, about people, and how in social interaction with each other, and those are the main topics that I write about. I have authored uh, three books and over 120 published articles, mostly about people, peace, social justice, the environment, and the beautiful things that we can do in the great out of doors. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, the great out of doors. And we've had on our show many times the heads of park systems and and the headwaters and different uh, places around our country that had uh, the forests. And and we would love to talk about the junior ranger uh, ranger side and the children. And, uh, Robert, I'm a total believer that if we reach our children, we've got it. Because the children are so hungry to want to learn so much more about our planet and the Earth. Now, tell us about your book uh, when you wrote about John McConnell, and tell us about John McConnell a little bit. Way back when he decided he wanted to have a designated Earth Day and a designated flag, what did you learn about that? Well, I was surprised. And who is John McConnell? A lot of people around the world may not know who he is. John McConnell is a visionary. And like you are, Sharon, he's one of these people who sees far in advance of the way we can have a better world. Back in the 1940s and 1950s, John, by the way, was born in 1915, and he's still alive. He's 94 years of age. Mm. His beautiful wife, Anna, is uh, 78. They were married on Christmas Day in 1967. Oh, and, mm. but. The key word that describes John McConnell is a visionary, a man who sees far, or a person who sees far into the future, of what we can possibly do to create a better world, a better universe, a better planet. John referred to Earth as our nest in the stars. Oh, nest in the stars. Our nest in the stars. And this became so apparent when the first photographs from space came back in the Apollo, from the Apollo 8 space missions. And John is a man who always believed in symbols. And be, when he saw the first photograph of the Earth back on, I believe it was Time magazine, in 1968, late in January of 1969, he said, that is the symbol I've been looking for, and he created the Earth flag. At the time he created it, it was only a two-color silk screen. It had white to represent clouds or air vapor, Mm -hmm. and it also had blue to represent the water. It did not have any land masses on it. Oh, my goodness. Because it's the air and the water that connects all of us together. Exactly. Now, the Earth flag, and uh, through a series of events, is a full-color lithograph that shows the Earth in its entirety, the total orb, and that is the most reproduced photograph of, that's ever been taken. I, I didn't know that. But that John, is a wonderful. I'm really glad I heard that. Now, when he decided to do this, he, he was representing uh, the state of Michigan, 
No, actually, John lived most of his life in both California and New York. Oh, okay. He was in New York when, and very much associated with the United Nations okay. when he created the Earth flag. Okay, and then, but he was able to get past Earth Day. Well, now, Earth Day is an interesting story, Sharon. When most people think of Earth Day, they are thinking of April 22. Okay. I'm here to tell you and listeners that the original Earth Day is on the spring equinox. Oh. The original Earth Day, crafted by John McConnell, is on the spring equinox, March 20 or March 21. And that is nature's global holiday, to quote John McConnell. That's the day when the northern and southern hemispheres share sunlight equally. If you are standing on the equator on the equinox, you do not cast a shadow. It is sunrise at the North Pole. It is sunset at the South Pole. And John said he wanted to have a celebration for all of the people of the Earth. And that is why he chose Earth Day to be on the spring equinox. Okay. The April 22 Earth Day was created uh-huh. by Senator Gaylord Nelson, who was a great environmentalist. Uh-huh. However, the original, or excuse me, the April 22 Earth Day was originally called an environmental teach-in. And it was patterned after the anti-Vietnam War teach-ins that were popular in the 1960s, the late oh, 1960s. And the purpose of the April 22 uh-huh. environmental teach-in was to create awareness about pollution in the United States. It was a protest against pollution, which was necessary because Lake Erie had been declared dead. Uh, The Cuyahoga River had caught fire in the late 1960s. We needed to wake up about pollution, and Mm -hmm. Senator Nelson, with his environmental teach-in, was going to do that. But the difference is that John McConnell created and wanted a global celebration, Mm -hmm. thus the name Earth Day, applied to the spring equinox. The rest Mm -hmm. of the story is that some of Senator Nelson's people heard John McConnell announce Earth Day at a United Nations conference in late 1969. Mm -hmm. They approached him and said, will you join us on April 22, because we really like that Earth Day name. Mm -hmm. And John said, no, April 22 is great, because that is the day of the original Arbor Day, back from the the 1800s. It's a great day for your environmental teaching, but Earth Day must be on the spring equinox. Mm -hmm. Well, six weeks later, Senator Nelson's organization, the Environmental Teaching Incorporated, ran full-page ads in the the, uh, Washington Post and the New York Times that said, Earth Day, April 22. Oh, my goodness, what a story. It created tremendous confusion. It is confusing. It's kind of like, you know, Robert, today with our global uh, climate change. People are so confused because there is a climate change. There are things that we need to study. But the politicians are confusing things to where people don't even know what, what to do about it and join the crusade. They, they think that it's all political. Well, Sharon, I'd like to respond with a very simple solution that John McConnell came up with. And, you know, there's two stories to John McConnell. One is the Earth Flag, Earth Day situation, and that captures people's attention. uh, Robert, we have to listen to our sponsor, but hang on to that one. I'm really anxious to hear about what you've uh, learned about John McConnell and his focus and his model of being the citizen uh, to leave his footprint. Uh, We're going to listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Uh, We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing your eye, and we'll be right back with Robert Ware. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. 
All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Robert, when we took our moment there, uh, you were talking about John McConnell, but I want to hear this again. Um, my concern and the reason I wanted a radio talk worldwide show and bring in people like yourselves and some of the most fascinating people that are in positions to make a difference and leave a footprint on our earth like you are, that politics have gotten involved in our personal lives to even control our climate to uh, what they believe they can control. Now, what happened to John McConnell again when he wanted Earth Day to be chosen to be on a particular Nature's Day of the Equinox? What happened with the article that was published? Would you tell us again? Uh, yes, I will. Thank you very much, uh, Sharon. The, uh, actually, it was not an article that was published, but it was a full-page advertisement. An ad yeah. was even worse. <laughs> Excuse uh, me. Well. They paid it, put it on an ad. To well, publicize. actually, you know, it, was, it was not John McConnell who ran this ad. Right. It was Senator Nelson's Environmental Teaching Incorporated that ran the full-page ads in the Washington Post and the New York Times that, that proclaimed Earth Day on April 22. And it's interesting that you bring in the political aspect here because the confusion that was created in the early 1970s, by the way, both of these Earth Days, the spring equinox and April 22 occurred in 1970, one in March and one in mm-hmm. a month later in April. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, then, the, uh, well, President Nixon proclaimed that Earth Day would be April 22. President Ford proclaimed Earth Day would be the spring equinox, John McConnell's Earth Day. And then later on, President Bush I and President Clinton declared Earth Day was April 22. Mm-hmm. In the early 1970s, Congress passed resolutions in support of both Earth Days, sometimes even in the same congressional sessions. Oh, my goodness. The governor of Michigan... To me, that is disturbing. There we are. We're bringing it political, but go on. Explain well, to then, me what you're... The one last point on the confusion, Sharon, is that um, the governor of Michigan, where I live, who is also a great environmentalist, his name was Governor Milliken, wrote a letter to the governor of Virginia in, in 1973 and said, we have to stop this confusion about Earth Day because I had three different organizations coming to me asking me to declare three different days to be Earth Day. Well, John McConnell's Earth Day has continued every year since 1970 with a celebration at the United Nations where there is a ringing of the peace bell at the United Nations on the spring equinox. Secretary General Uthant rang that peace bell in 1971 and on the first anniversary of Earth Day. Secretary General Kurt Waldheim rang the peace bell there in 1972, and that was in conjunction with a 12-hour environmental special broadcast on flagship station WOR Television out of New York and then on to 60 different satellite stations around the country. And John McConnell was the executive producer of that environmental show. That included governmental people. Uh, it included some of the world's top environmentalists. Pete mm-hmm. Seeger sang there. Odetta sang there. I believe that uh, Margaret Mead was involved in this in this in, um, this event on television. Can you imagine a 12-hour program devoted just to the environment? in today's political environment? I, I think I would have died and went to heaven. <laughs> it was See, fantastic. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a real crazy person. I look at the mountains and I hear them talking. I listen to look at the trees and the Pocahontas song, 
don't cut them down because they could grow so high unless they're dying, of course. And um, because it, you don't want a, a dying tree to affect the healthy trees, that's where I'm coming from on that one. But back to that uh, 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 model of what the earth is all about is keep the politics out of it and let the nations go together with it. Oh, Sharon, you've just led me into exactly the key point that I want to mention. And just before we went to the commercial break, I mentioned there's really two stories to John McConnell. One is the Earth flag and the environmental, or the, excuse me, the Earth Day story. But this is the real nugget that I want to share on behalf of John with your listeners. John said, and this is why the book is titled Peace, Justice, Care of Earth. John said, Peace is not the absence of war. Now, I want to point out that there are a tremendous number of peace advocates who are saying it's almost become a cliché. Peace is not the absence of war. But John McConnell was among the first people to be saying this 40, 50, and 60 years ago. He is a visionary. I'm interested in that one because of the latest speech that was given. <laughs> I think there was something taken from John McConnell's uh, model that go forward. There are a tremendous number of peace advocates and environmental advocates who are using John McConnell's wisdom, and they don't even know who he is. Oh, my I goodness. Want to read, I, want, I want to go on with his quote now, and this is beautiful. Peace is not the absence of war, but peace comes from an honest understanding of other people's points of view. Justice. Justice is yeah. not an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Exactly. That's legalized revenge based upon the Code of Hammurabi. It's the system of justice in our country. An but ecosystem true justice, balance. True justice is an equal sharing of resources, yeah. and that includes water. Oh, my goodness. Then John yeah. said, we hey, must Robert, you know, I think I'm going to start, <laughs> and I'm going to be a typical female. I might have a teardrop coming with what you just said. Go forward. Well, <laughs> Sharon, it gets even better, because here, here's oh. the third part of this, of, this, of this three-legged stool. We must have peace through understanding, and we must have social justice before people will really come together and care for Earth. That's true. We have to replace warfare with share and care. You talked about the political atmosphere. We need to move into that realm of dialogue, discussion, detente, and diplomacy. If we're going to really take care of the planet, we have to get along with each other first. We have to share with each other first, and mm -hmm. then we will really take care of the planet. Mm -hmm. That's the vision of John McConnell, and he was saying that 40, 50, and 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful? That is, that is what our uh, ecosystem is about. You know, and I was studying all these many, many years, Robert. I always, well, you might have heard before the show, I say, you know, nobody can be so smart. There's so much to learn every moment. And the ecosystem of our Earth's planning has got to keep getting back to the middle, the, the balancing of our eco-lives on this Earth. And yes. not be so... Uh, I hate. I, I keep saying it. When we think we're smart, we've lost. Yes. And nobody can be so smart. In fact, the best re in research, which you obviously know and understand because of your research and what you study there, but the best of research is never go look for something. Go let it pop out at you as you learn as you go, knowing you didn't learn enough. Yes. And, you know, and when I learned about John McConnell, and I've learned so much from him, the church I was attending asked me to do a Sunday service to be the presenter in association with the April 22 Earth Day. And in my research, I looked up Earth Day, and lo and behold, there was Senator Nelson, and there was John McConnell. So I learned about John McConnell just about a decade ago now, and uh, decided yet, I wanted to write his story. I love to write about the people who've got a story that has not yet been adequately told. And I'm the only person to have written a biography about John McConnell. And yet, to me, he's one of the, he's one of the foundations to what the peace and environmental and social, ju social justice people are talking about today. You know, you've got, I was reading something about some of the other things you've done. Uh, there's one here called The Recipe for One Billion Acts of Service. But, take 10 Nobel Peace Laureates, uh, add 4,000 teenagers from 31 countries. Do you remember that one? 
actually, I cannot take credit for that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Tell That's me a little bit about that. What does that mean? One billion acts of service, 10 Nobel Peace Laureates, and 4,000 teenagers. Well, actually, that is, comes from an organization called Peace Jam which is headquartered in the Denver, Colorado area. And I was fortunate enough to go to their 10th anniversary celebration in Colorado in 2006. And there were 10 Nobel Peace Laureates at that conference. Mm -hmm. It was the largest collection of Nobel Peace Laureates in the United States in U.S. history, and it got very little press coverage. So I'm glad we're talking about that today. Mm -hmm. So we have the 10 Nobel Peace Laureates there, including the Dalai Lama and Desmond. Notice the Dalai Lama was there. Yes. And there were uh, these 4,000 young people from, I think it was 30 different countries around the world, and the Nobel Peace Laureates issued a challenge to them, to those young peace jammers. They said, you go out in the next decade and you deliver one billion acts of service and we will have a better world. Oh, my goodness. Which is like John McConnell saying, well, John McConnell envisioned a, a minute for peace. Now, when was this? Uh, when did this take place? The, well, the one billion jam. acts of service. The Peace Jam conference was in 2006. 2006. And, and the Nobel laureate said, over the next decade, uh-huh. young people go out and perform one billion acts of service. Oh my goodness! Back in the, in, I'm going to go back to John McConnell as okay. a visionary. Back in 1963, John McConnell envisioned a minute for peace. He said if we could get people around the world to pause for one minute a day and have a silent minute for peace, that we could change the world. Now, he brought this to national attention also. When John F. Kennedy was assassinated in November of 1962, yes, um, the United States went into a 30-day period of mourning that culminated on the winter solstice in, uh, in December. And John got radio stations and television stations from around the country working through the, the National Broadcasting Association. He got stations to broadcast one minute of dead air, if you can imagine, uh, at noontime to end this 30-day period of mourning for, Senator, or for, um, for John F. Kennedy, President Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So here was bringing to national attention that if we would just pause and focus on peace for one minute a day, mm-hmm. we could change the world. We Take could a change breath this nest and exhale. Yeah. Wow, that is an um, but Now tell us again, uh, we've only got two minutes, about where, where did John McConnell live and what is his family background and what do you think John, was his greatest influence to, to be the person he was or is? Probably his parents. His parents were traveling evangelists. John, for John's formal education was minimal. He self-taught studying at libraries and participating in evangelical revivals all over the country. He was born in Iowa. His siblings were born all in different states in Oregon and or cities in Oregon and California. As a young man, he traveled the entire world. His parents and his six, uh, well, his five brothers and sisters and him all lived in a converted van from which they traveled and did evangelical uh, performances and revivals. Even in in downtown New York, I've got a photograph from a 1928 newspaper. Now, where would we, we've only got a few moments left. uh, Robert, tell us about your website so people can go and learn more about your what you've been doing, and uh, about John McConnell. What is the website address? My website is Robert M. as in Martin Weir dot com. Robert so Robert and M like a Mary W E I R dot com. I R dot com and Peace Justice Care of Earth is available at, at Amazon dot com. Okay, well, I want to thank you. This has been absolutely one of my favorite uh, times uh, since I started this show, and I want you to know I've really appreciated. You've educated us so much about this uh, time together on this earth, and John McConnell and his family do deserve an enormous, uh, a lot of prizes out there on what they've accomplished to bring us all uh, the attention to all of us and to you, Robert, 
you owe, you. We owe you a prize uh, for bringing attention to so much that this was really good education today. Sharon, if any of your listeners would like me to come and talk about John McConnell, I can go on for much more than 30 minutes, or I can put it in a half an hour. You okay. can reach me through well, my I'd website. I'd like to have you on again, and I'm sure there's more we could talk about. We have barely scratched the surface, and Good. I would love to come back and be thank on your you. show again, Sharon. Thank, thank you. you very and much. I want to thank you for being here, and be well. I am, and you too. Health is so necessary, it allows us to do the other things that we want to do in life. It is. We're able to take that breath of air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. You have a nice season. Thank you, Sharon. Bye. I do believe you've learned a lot. Robert Weir is a very amazing person, isn't he? Did you uh, follow uh, all that he had to teach us? And It's a classroom. It's like we're in all our own little research laboratory, and, and the influence is only your own freedom of your mind and your brain that is offered to you uh, with your gift of life. So listen and go study. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Missed. As you know, when you were born, you came out of the pocket of water and you opened your eyelid, and the eye is exposed during the day unless the eyes are closed to the air and to life. The lens of the eye is water, and the tear film is your protector to protect you from water loss, which is the energy, the, the ability for the eyes to be healthy. It's the water. That's why I took it so serious. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only all-natural product in the eye care section and is the only method of benefiting a replacement of lost moisture to the eyes for your everyday life. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be back with Michael King. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Michael, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you very much. I, you know, I know how busy you are, and we always appreciate our guests taking some time for our classroom to teach us uh, some uh, what, but what this earth is offering us that many of us don't understand. And if you've heard us talk in our earlier guest, can we be so smart? It seems like we can all learn something every day, and this is a classroom like a research lab. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about who you are and why you're doing what you're doing today. Basically, my passion is about changing lives. Uh, I'm totally fulfilled when I watch lives change before my eyes, and I'm unfulfilled unless I, I can observe that effect. And I've found that the most powerful mechanism in the world for changing the human physiology, particularly in the health areas, is in working with direct raw resources such as water, as, as you well know, and such as clay, which is one of nature's uh, profound... Like, now, you might ex- describe the word clay, because a lot of our... Uh, you know, we have the water, and then we have soil. And the soils of the earth on the surface of the earth came for a purpose. 
And then you're going to discuss today the description of clay. Yes. Which is coming from a soil. Exactly. And so. uh, But again, uh, so you've found your fascination uh, with making, uh, leaving your footprint, I'll call it, uh, for a better earth, uh, for health care, to learn more about the nature of what people can do uh, for their health naturally. In other words, learn what's available to you with what nature offers. Exactly. The buzzword on that is called whole earthen resources. Whole earth and resources. Whole, resources. whole earthen, yes. yeah. So in other words, it comes from the earth, it's grown by the earth, it's made by the the natural processes of the earth, and it's in its comprehensive, integrated form that created that nature provides. You know, uh, Michael, they came up with a word uh, not long ago called recycling, but really, earth has been doing that since the beginning of earth, exactly. recycling itself. Precisely. And it's like, have you ever looked at a pine cone and... And I have here growing uh, different pine cones that are coming, but we have one in particular. Uh, the pine cone, when, it's, uh, when it gets dry, it turns into a petal of flowers. And you wonder, oh, my gosh, how could that happen? But it is. It looks like a petal of flowers, but it's a pine cone. Yes. And then you look at other pine cones. They're all like the typical-looking pine cone. And you go over and look at the berry bushes, and you look at the shrubs and the soils of the earth and the rock of the earth and the petals of the flowers and and the colors. And you wonder, how did the earth do this, uh, Michael, at the nature of, oh, my gosh, that flower is all yellow, but this one is a multiple of colors. How do we, oh, my, what do we do with this? So you're learning what to do with the earth. And uh, tell us also about, uh, you had, a, before we get into the soil, the clay, about the vitality of herbs. What do you know about herbs? Because I have a fascination that people don't understand the herbs of our earth. The herbs are what I consider one of the third or fourth most valuable ways of of nourishing the human body. I agree. Uh, You've got got sunlight, you've got water, you've got fresh ionized air, you've got clay, and you've got the, the herbs these are powerful uh, healing and nourishing resources. And so the herbs are designed to, to, to do specific things because they carry magnetic influences that gravitate to organs and glands in unique ways. Now let's ways. back up there. That's a good one. You just said a very important uh, description, and that is the truth. The nature of our lives from the beginning of time we left the mother's water of a pocket of water, and we entered in the air to begin life with a dehydration, a serious dehydration beginning. But you just said that, yes, water is the most important. You can't live without it, and if you try, you're crazy. You, you won't live to be healthy and long and look good, by the way. The other one is the herbs are the magnetic force of Earth's nature to the organisms of the body. And would you explain that one again for them to really understand herbs? Well, I'm, I'm going to contrast that with uh, standard medical science and chemicals, which have no, no serious magnetic attraction. No, they don't have people. any magnetic attraction. No. Okay, so, so what Mother Nature has built into a uh, an herb, a clay, a salt, etc., mm-hmm. seaweed, mm-hmm. are magnetic attractive forces that are u- that uniquely att- go to various places in the body according to the natural wisdom of life. In other words, it's not something well, that we have. You mean nature's wisdom? Exactly. The nature of wisdom, the nature's wisdom, not yours. Exactly. The nature's wisdom. There we go. Yeah. So we don't have to second guess it or try to manipulate it or try to target a chemical response. When nature puts an herb together or a clay or something of that, a seaweed, an algae, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of biochemical. Uh, aspects and electromagnetic or multidimensional qualities that are all being consumed by the human body as it mm-hmm. goes in. Now, and that's are... the one thing I'd like to bring up here quickly because it's a great topic of nature talking today is um, the fact that chemicals were invented to make some uh, to provide the benefit of something, but not all, uh, for healthy healthy symptoms to get healthier and to save a life. But they weren't meant to do what herbs can do. They were not intended to do what herbs can do and water can do. They, could, um, they might target one specific process in the temporarily. body. Temporarily. But an herb would target hundreds, if not thousands, of processes in the body. Yeah. It's 
far more, but through strict, uh, just simple nutrition. So when you have a, a when you have an herb or uh, like an apple has ten thousand nutritional compounds. Ginger has four hundred and seventy-seven known compounds. Now explain that one with uh, apple first, because they always say an apple a day. <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, what did you, why did you bring up the apple? Uh, what does that mean to our listeners? The, the, the point about the apple, and one of the reasons why it has been touted as an uh, you know, all-inclusive health food, is because it's so comprehensive in its nutri- nutrient content that they have actually identified 10,000 different nutrients within the apple. Oh, my goodness. So we're talking comprehensive. I, I, I use it as now an we go example. over this because we don't have a lot of time, and we'll have you on again because this is a great subject. Now, when then we go over to the ginger, and I have studied quite a bit about ginger, and it is a fascinating. Tell our listeners about what you know about ginger. It is one of the most studied plants in the world, partly because it is so powerful and so effective at restoring balance to the human. Constitution. Could even be added to homemade soups and soups. Exactly, it's so yeah. simple to use. It increases circulation in the body, which is one of the major Detoxifies. keys. Mm-hmm. Major keys to health is circulation. Brings the temperature, balancing act to the temperature it, of the body. Yes, yes. So it raises temperature. It nourishes the body with all those 477 compounds. It does wonders for joints. It does wonders for for um, uh, regulating the uh, blood sugar levels and tea. digestion mm-hmm. without right. sugar. Enzymes, yes. Well, get over to your clay. We don't have a lot of time left. Uh, tell us about one of your latest discoveries uh, and the clay that you uh, have discovered. We have two powerful clays drawn from the Crater Lake region. One of them is referred to as Secretary. Now, Crater Lake region, listeners, is in the southern Oregon. You may have heard of it. We've even had the heads of the Crater Lake region on here, the U.S. Forest Service and more. And as you know, it's one of the ten most uh, wonders of the world is uh, the Crater Crater Lake region of southern Oregon. You can go to your website and find that. So tell us, uh, Michael, uh, the clay you you discovered. So we believe that the Crater Lake influence, it has this very high spiritual quality to it, is infused within the silica matrix of the clay. It's like a quartz crystal. Now tell us about, I've studied a little bit about silica, but... So tell us about why the silica in the clay is so uh, uh, such a discovery to you. Because silica is one of the, the most important mineral nutrients required for human physiology. And the human being is going from the carbon base to the silica based anyway. And so the more amorphous silica that we have in our body, as different from the quartz-type silica, the structured silica, the amorphous, meaning holds no shape, the, the non-shape-holding silica. In other words, it's ground. Well, no, it means it's, it, it's not uh, in a rigid quartz uh, uh, crystal-like matrix uh, at a molecular level. It means it's, it's literally in a donut shape of he- okay. tetrahedral molecules. Okay. So it's way more powerful as holding nutrients, as detoxifying. Retaining moisture, detoxifying the, the body above. more. It's powerful. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that's when I first read about it, uh, and I would say it would retain moisture to detoxify the body. The body, to be able to be healthy, has to retain a certain level of moisture balancing. No two peoples are dehydrating the same as far as I can study. Then the clay, this particular clay with the silica would also be able to detoxify uh, what is uh, the toxin through the body and through the skin. And you've said... Now, you've had some people even drink this. Um, Now, I want where you don't have much time left. Tell us uh, about your website so people can come and study this. The information can be found about the sacred clay and the other clay called ormolite, which is even more potent as a restorative, uh, um, rejuvenative. the in uh, pyroclay.com, that's spelled P as in Paul, Y R O C L A Y.com, pyroclay.com. And uh, you've got lots of information. Anyone is welcome to, to find those uh, conference call archives. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right underneath the picture of Crater Lake. 
Uh, click on that. You'll see a wealth of, of outlines and conference calls that, that explain the benefits of these clays, the benefits of herbs. So you will take conference calls, and uh, do you do, do any teleconferencing? Um, yes, every Tuesday night at 6.15 uh, p.m. on the Pacific Coast time, uh, I do another conference call, mm-hmm. and they are archived there, mm-hmm. uh, both in an outline form as well mm-hmm. as in the audio form. Well, I uh, wish we had more time, but we will have you on again um, to learn more about. I really was fascinated about what we learned about your and the herbs is your, the nature of uh, earth uh, mechani- uh, mechanics. Uh, in other words, the nature to the organism as a life of everybody. And then the, there's a clay, and there's probably clays of the world, the soils of the world that are offering uh, a recycling of how we could begin to use earth to be able to restore our health, not just chemicals. Yes. I well, believe that Michael, Mother... I want to thank you for joining us today, and would you do this again with us sometime? Absolutely. I really appreciate it, and you be well. Thank you. you also. And thank you. Have a nice season. Great day. Bye. I hope you learned a lot today because I did, and I think that that's what all, it's all about, is we get out of bed in the morning and we, gotta, we must learn. And as to remember, are we so smart? I don't think if you ever walk up to a person and they start talking is that they're smarter than you. Always remember, everybody in research is always looking for the fact, how do we get smarter? How do we learn? You know, it's, it's fascinating what we do on this earth. And there's something that I just put out a new blog called, What is the Eye? And a lot of people said, why did you choose the eye? Well, in 2030, 35 million people, it is estimated, will have macular degeneration. That isn't counting the every five seconds somebody going blind in other directions, too. Glaucoma and other um, pr- problems of the eyesight. And when I look at your eyes, I think of the lens of the earth and the mirror of the waters of the earth looking out that are so important to your health because the eyelid is open. The eye is exposed as an organism. Remember, if the air is dry and you're having blurriness and burning and problems uh, looking at your computer, I think you need to learn what is the I. So go whatistheye.wordpress.com and learn more and blog with me. Earth, is, Earth has a secret. Embrace your life, your life, every precious moment. Then you'll think about somebody else too. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye because you'll leave your footprint and you'll help us all be smarter about long-term longevity. I want to thank you for listening. Be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.